This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And today is such a big day because I feel like we haven't had this much happen in the pop culture sphere in forever. Like, I feel like since really JLo and Benifer was like he was rubbing her ass on that boat back in the summer. Like, I feel like I haven't I haven't been this excited to talk about what's been going on in the news So that is why I am so excited to talk about it with my favorite gossip queen slash storyteller, Sarah Heron from Us Weekly. Hi, Sarah. Sam, I mean, there is so much to discuss. There is just, it's 2007 all over again, but in a a better way. So I'm so excited to be here. I'm ready for the resurgence of our girls. They're here. They're here. They're ready to go. You know, they're getting their due. They're getting their due. I'm happy about that. And so are we as fans, because we get to redo this again, again. And I know we were young. We were young. We didn't know any better. We were just reading gossip magazines. And now I'm, you know, we're part of the gossip ourselves, but we get to do all this in a 2020 light and still poke fun and have fun, but not, you know, mentally torture people, hopefully. Fingers crossed we're getting better. Not mentally torture. I, you know, we were talking and it's like people, they get on you know, us weekly and stuff for being like, you published this. And it's like, that was 2007. Like Mm -hmm. shit was wild. Everyone was part of the problem. It was a cycle that no one could break. And the media was a huge part of it, of course. I mean, we're in a, we're in a post-framing Britney world. It's just different now. It's different now. And like, you have to think about like what was on television at the time, like rock of love, Mm. you know, (laughs) flavor of love, which did you know he was married during that show? I did. Yeah, fun fact. He was married during Flavor of Love. I so. actually watched a lot of VH1 because for whatever reason, my oh. mom didn't want me to watch MTV, but let me watch VH1 music videos. And I think she like oh. had it had it wrong. 
Oh, got a little backwards. <laughs> yeah, we got the fact that we had a show called Celebrity Rehab. Wild. Wild. And like and Dr. I watched every minute of Dr. it. Dr. Drew was like in Mary Kay Nashley movies, but then he was also, you know, doing this stuff. It made I was always so confused on whether he was a real doctor. I still to this day mm-hmm. like don't really now then he did all the teen mom stuff. Wild. Dr. Drew Pinsky has had quite the journey. He has had quite the journey, but let's just get right into like, obviously what's been going on Mm -hmm. the past, like just really the weekend. I feel like so much happened since like Thursday, Paris Hilton got married. Finally, Paris Hilton. Finally. Say what you want about her, but she also, not that divorce is like that big of a deal, but the fact Mm -hmm. that Paris has never gotten married before is fascinating that she waited. And especially because a wedding for a socialite, for an heiress is like a huge thing. And this is her first one. And she pulled out all the stops. All stops. And I mean, she got married on a Thursday, which is something really only like a really, really rich person can do and not have it be like, oh, we're cutting corners, like with the budget to have a situation. Like if one of my friends was to get married on a Thursday, I'd be like, ooh, what's going on? There's been a lot of weddings on like Mondays and Fridays because of COVID rescheduling. And I'm like, I just Mm -hmm. don't think I could. I don't think I can attend. No, it's like, Sunday? love you, I'll send you a gift. Yeah, like, no. Oh, Sunday is like a weird day for a while. Sunday is asking I feel a lot. Like it's a lot. Like, I have shit to do on Monday morning. Yeah, not only do you have to miss yeah. su- succession, but like, you also are going to be hungover for work. First of all, Sundays, let's talk really quick. Uh, now that you brought this up, Sunday television lineup, I am exhausted, but exhilarated. Yes, that's the perfect way to put it. It's out of control, quite frankly, but in the best way. It's- it's completely out of control because we have Potomac reunions. Mm-hmm. We have Salt Lake City, the Chavez. We have Succession, Insecure, Curb Your Enthusiasm. People are like, don't forget about Yellowstone. I'm like, I'm not watching Yellowstone, but good for you totally. guys. I'm on the same page with you like, there. Not my thing, uh, but wish you mm-hmm. all the best. Did you watch Paris in Love, the docu-series? I have not. Watched Paris in Love yet. I saw the clip of Kathy circulating of her telling her that she's using her expensive tray wrong, which got me intrigued. And then I found out it was like 13 episodes. And I was like, who at Peacock did this? Sarah, I wanted to love it because I really loved her docu-series that came out like last year. The YouTube documentary. I loved it. Great. Like I loved seeing her and that light, her using her real voice and stuff. This is, if you're thinking that's what you're getting with that, you're not. We're going backwards. We're, if, yeah. She does a lot of the baby voice and I'm like, babe, we loved your real voice. And like, you see her coming in and out of it a lot. It's really bizarre. And like, there's moments Mm. where she's in her closet where she's sitting on the floor and she's talking and you feel this like r- real Paris. Mm. And then there's other parts where you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like th- it's very staged. Like it's very overproduced. Mm. You know, what's interesting about Paris is she has always been consistently pretty famous, obviously like had her height in the early two thousands. And I feel like she's very mm-hmm. much back in, but she was always around. Like you can't discount like all the fragrance success and this DJ career and everything that she's done. Like she's definitely been around. But she's always had an issue getting a second reality show post Simple Life to last longer than a season or like have an impact. Like remember Paris Hilton's My New BFF? Like what the hell was that? (laughs) That was a moment in time. That was like, whoa, that was a time capsule. And that documentary got her a lot of positive attention. So it's interesting. I know like a wedding isn't as serious as 
getting revenge or getting justice for all the victims at of this insane, you know, school yeah, school she went to. So it's a different subject matter and it needs to be a little over the top and fun, but she should have known to lean into that more because I, the other shows yeah. didn't really work. Well, there's also this like really weird scene with her now husband, Carter. Mm-hmm. And okay, there's two things actually. She, I, I don't know if they recreated her proposal. They probably did. For the show. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. He's like, we rented an island. I'm like, oh, okay. But then there's like this scene where he's like in a confessional type of situation. And he's like, you know, I grew up in a small town on a dirt road. Like, you know, we had to like walk a mile to our mailbox. Like, okay, he, Carter. And he's like, I don't know. Like, he's like, I never thought I'd end up with Paris Hilton. And I'm like, sir, your family's worth $4 billion. Yeah, I thought he was rich. Yeah, like he's completely loaded. I'm like, why are you pretending that you were like this like little small town boy? Like you met Paris Hilton 15 years ago at her party. Like you ran in the same circles as Paris Hilton. Right. Like, why are we pretending that like you're like, I, <laughs> I don't know, like a country boy. It was so was weird. I'm like, you movie. are worth billions of dollars. Oh my God. That's interesting. Well, I know it was weird with Chris Zilka, her ex-fiance throwback for anyone. That, TBT. that giant rock she had a couple years ago that she like lost in the club. They recreated that <laughs> for like a photo shoot or something. I remember hearing that. So it would not surprise me that they recreated the same way Cam didn't Chris Humphreys have to recreate his proposal for Cam for keeping up. I think that was such a weird proposal. It was like so not. Good. I know. Like you're proposing. So well, if you compare the proposals between Chris and Kanye, true. It's like whoa. But now Travis like, brought back the rose petals for Courtney. It was a little more extravagant than the bedroom that Kim, you know, with the whatever. But rose it, petals yeah. did come back out. They did, and that was cute. So I, I personally loved seeing Nicole at Paris's yes. wedding. I loved seeing them together again. I loved seeing Kim there. All the pictures were great. It just made me feel... It just made me feel like warm and fuzzy. I think the Nicole Richie Paris Hilton dynamic and throwing Kim Kardashian is just fascinating to me. The Richies are such an underrated like pop culture, like deep dive when you go into Sophia and like the statistic connection. And now Sophia has that new boyfriend, Elliot. And Nicole is always commenting on his pictures, how much they like, she loves them when she like clearly hated Scott. Lionel clearly hated Scott. And Paris always stayed close to Sophia, but then wasn't close to Nicole. But now they're back. Everything was just like, there's so much there. And then there was like that phase where Ashley Simpson was friends with Nicole Richie because of she was married to Pete Wenz and Joel Maddon. Like there was just like, there's so many layers with those families because it's like real generations of fame and different kinds of fame but like it's just it goes forever and it's everything well two i i don't okay ashley simpson didn't attend the wedding but her husband yes evan ross was there but no ashley did you see that thing ashley was at an uno tournament Uh, yeah i was like uno tournament instead of paris hilton's wedding i'm like Right. I'm like, is there, is there trouble in paradise with her and Evan? Cause that feels like a weird thing to yeah, miss. That doesn't make any, and I maybe, I mean, prior commitment, I guess, to this Uno tournament, but like, sorry to this. Uno I mean, but like you can get out of this. One yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll understand. Yeah. It's a fucking Uno tournament. Demi Lovato performed. That was a plot twist. Didn't see that coming. Paula Abdul. And Kathy Hilton. And Kathy She Hilton. performed with Paula. I mean, what do you, th- what do you think they I performed? Mean, that must have been everything. 
Oh, what are your thoughts on Kathy demanding, allegedly demanding more money from Bravo to come back as a friend? I mean, part of me is not surprised at all because of like the, the Kathy like obsession that took over this year, which rightfully so, like I bet Rick mm-hmm. got involved or like found out how much Kyle was making. And then it's even though it's so mm-hmm. different because a friend role and Kyle's been on the show for over a decade, I bet I could see the <laughs> right. Hiltons being a little, like, different. Yeah, a little different, but also like Kathy is like the headlines. I mean, besides Erica, I don't know, like Kathy got so much love and they, they probably like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. And maybe they wanted cameras in at Paris's wedding or something. Cause like Paris's show is on Peacock. So that would like work technically. It would align. Um, yeah. It's not quite, you know, that the drama of Tarek and Heather Almuso who had had to fight with Netflix and HGTV um, to discovery plus for their wedding special. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's probably some truth to it, but I think it's also very silly because the Hiltons have so much money and like Kathy can do what she wants and go to what she wants. So I think she should just like run with it and make some merch if she wants to, if she's really heartened for cash, which we know she isn't, get someone to start designing a merch line for you that says hunky dory and you'll make up the money quite quickly. Yeah, I and I feel the exact same way as you. Like I'm very mixed feelings. Like I see a lot online of people being like, Bravo needs to pay Kathy. Yeah. And like, actually, they really don't. No. Like, and okay, controversial. I love Kathy Hilton, oh, okay? Boy. I do. But people like blow her out of proportion, in my opinion. Like there was like a time she was smelling a candle and people were like, oh my God, Kathy smelling this gigantic candle is such a mood. I'm like, is it? I know. She's smelling a candle. You need to also take out like using mood as like a way to just make like that. (laughs) It's done. You're right. And listen, I love Kathy Hilton, but I also like, there's a side of Kathy that I feel like is very dark. Mm -hmm. Well, all the Richards. (laughs) If we're being completely honest. Darkness for sure. Big Kathy. Girl, you know, I I know who doesn't. We need more on that for sure. I I wrote about big Kathy for the dip.com. If you guys want to go read it. Plug. And shameless plug, (laughs) H-O-T-M code to get 20% off. (laughs) So she's like a dark figure. Like she's very sinister. And they all have this like very, I say this all the time on the podcast. They all have this very like weird relationship with their mom in a way that like, Whenever she gets brought up, they immediately start like hysterically cry. Hysterically cry. Every one of them. I think it's because she's gone. Like I'm sure they would have a good relationship with their mom if she was well, alive. But I think they're like, no. But I'm saying like they romanticize it. Like they're blocking out all the bad stuff. Like they were child actors. Like there's definitely some trauma yeah. and weird stuff that went down there, and they block all that out because it's easier. So then also that's why I think when Kyle went down that road of like potentially exploring doing like American Woman and all that stuff. Kathy knows there's darkness. And so she didn't want that out there. Yeah. And she really, one of them needs to write like a real memoir. I know Kim was going to write a book. God knows where that ended up. But with Kathy, to circle back, I also think that the way people talk with her was the way people talked about Leah McSweeney after her first season. And look where that left us. So we need to be a little too careful with like putting these people on a pedestal. Like we can love them and embrace them, but then we create 100%. monsters. And I don't think Kathy will become a monster, but we're seeing her trying to hold out for more money, allegedly. So I don't like that. We need to like be, we can celebrate people without acting like they're like Jesus Christ reincarnated. Yeah. Because then there's people that are actually bringing stuff to the show and people are like, we need them fired. Right. I'm like, what? What are we doing right now? Yeah, no. The Bravo fans are backwards sometimes. You're telling me. I know. I get a lot of DMs when I talk about my candy gal. Yeah, I know you do. We're not going <laughs> People are road. like, yeah, we're not. We're wrong road. As Portia Williams says, wrong yes, road. Wrong road. Oh, my God. Um, 
Okay. Obviously, the biggest, uh, for me, the biggest headline of the weekend was Britney. Right. Free. Free. Free Britney. I mean, my favorite part was her and Sam wearing the Free Britney shirts. I thought that was. Although, can we talk about Sam? Did you see that? Did you read the New York 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 Times? Times? I'm upset. I didn't. I didn't know, like, I thought I was, like, literally having a stroke while I was reading it. Because I was like, what am I reading? There was no point like, to it. Because they couldn't talk about anything really real. Because he didn't. He like, made a point to not make it, like, about Britney, which is supposed to be admirable. Yeah. But the fact that you did yeah. this profile and, like, the timing. You knew that court date was at Friday. Like, whenever they did that. Like, it was all very sketchy to me. And I was trying to believe in Sam. And now I'm very sus. I think everyone's always been a little us of Sam mm-hmm. because I think people are just so protective of her that they're like who right. the fuck is this guy and I yeah. you know I read this you guys if you haven't go read the New York Times article that they did like a profile on Sam and it's a journey and it leaves you kind of questioning him and it's not in a way where yeah. like I think he's a bad person it's just you're just like what is going on what are your yeah, thoughts? I just, the timing was suspicious. And like the point of it, did, I didn't really get why I was reading this super long, everything. And then it's, you know, not to be like a Beverly Hills housewife who thinks articles yeah. are too long, but they like, I just was like, where, where am I going here? Like, I don't need this information. Right. And I certainly don't need it the day after Brittany is finally free. Yeah. But thank God. I mean, that was like, it, it, the fact that this lawyer, her new lawyer, like turned this all around in three months and the other court appointed lawyer was, did this for 13 years, says everything you need to know about how broken all that I was. I mean, Matthew Rosengart is a king. king. Let's put him on a pedestal. Let's put him on a pedestal. Get Bravo, give him more money. Like just throw him some Let's cash. Give him more money. Yes. He is truly an icon now. Like also, no, he is. he's really hot. I don't know. No, yeah, I don't know if it's because he's like daddy. he totally is. Like he's got like such big dick energy, and he's like totally. slinging that big dick everywhere. And I'm here for and it he, because he like well like the media would like obviously like you know bombard him leaving the courtroom, and he always would get like the few lines in a little dig at Jamie Spears, mm-hmm. but also remain professional. Like he clearly was just like there to get shit done. Sandy Cohen energy. We're like fighting for fighting for Britney. Fighting for the little guy slash Britney Spears. Yeah. Who would have I mean, thought Britney Spears little was guy, the little guy? In this situation, in this situation she, was, she, was. she was. She was. But in the big scheme of things, she's a big deal. Now, he did say, and I really liked this, was he was like, because someone asked him, is she going to perform again or whatever? And it really gave me chills because he was like, she's going to perform if she wants to. Like, this is up to her now. Her life is up to her. And I just like, Mm -hmm. and I know that that's like, so duh, right? But it's like, it was just nice. Like, it was nice to hear someone like have her back. And then, and then I took a little journey on to Miss Jamie Lynn's. Instagram. Ooh, JL is my favorite topic. Let's talk because <laughs> I'm fascinated by her editing her children's faces out of the photos, but she does so with like rainbow filters and like oh, blurring of the faces. It's bizarre. No, any celebrity who posts their kid with like an emoji over it, I hate it. Just like save it. Like I don't need it. Like I get it. If you don't want to post your kid, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. I understand. Then don't. 
then don't. And there's been, no. you know, a lot of movements in like paparazzi and stuff. And I get it. Us Weekly is one of the publications that doesn't post pictures of kids. I still get the pictures uh, from the Us kids. Weekly. Yeah, we haven't done it for years. And I still get the pictures. So I get to see the kids that the photos are still, they're still taking. Are they cute? We publish them. Are yeah, they we cute? Get, like, Some kids are a little some kids are cute. I mean, those lively Reynolds kids are freaking adorable, but I understand why they don't want the, whatever. And there are certain outlets mm-hmm. that still do post them. And I agree it's, it's messed up and they shouldn't, but then don't like Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, like freaking save it. Like, I don't need to see your kid with a oh my God. Over it. Like can't, can you just not get a close friends on Instagram? I, just don't fucking post your kids then. Like, I don't need to see their torsos. No, it's so I, like, stupid. I, it's so weird. And like, and that's it's almost like, like Jamie Lynn shaming other people who post their kids. And then right. Jamie Lynn, it makes no sense because she used to post them. And now she just does a bad blur job. It's so silly. <laughs> and it's like, why are you posting your daughter's homecoming pictures? But like blurring her face, like then don't right. post her. Like you don't need to see your daughter go to homecoming. We actually don't. And all of her comments are limited on right. posts. Which is fine. Obviously. If you don't limit the comments then, but then show the... Like, do you don't need to... Or get off Instagram, do you yeah. Like, just make, an Instagram. Insta- just make a private Instagram for your family. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck has a private Instagram called, like, Goodwill Bill or something. Like, it's like a Goodwill hunting play. And you can Goodwill see it Bill. because Jennifer Gardner follows it and it has, like, 10 followers. And the description is, I'm a dad who sometimes makes movies. And I have tried to request and unrequest this account endless Uh, amounts of times of course he's not gonna accept me and he shouldn't but i still i'm glad it's there well you lead a busy life the last thing you have time for is shopping prepping and cooking a healthy homemade meal with chef enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door no prepping no cooking no subscription necessary It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at chef.com. That's chef with an S dot com. You brought up Dax and Kristen, and I know that this is not like major news of the week, but I need to talk about them. They're both from Michigan. So, like, I have a love for them. Okay. Because, like, hometown heroes type of energy. Mm-hmm. But I need them to shut the fuck up. I really don't like them. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I understand that, like, they're trying to do this whole, like, we're relatable. We still fight even though we're a cute couple type of thing. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, are you guys okay? No. I Like, because now you guys are, like, weirding me out. Because it's, like relationships are work but like are they that much work and also like should they be that much work? <laughs> it's kind of like when ben affleck gave that speech at the oscars saying like marriage is work but there's no one else i'd rather work with and then like him and jennifer garner broke up like a day later like it's yeah it's, i'm like it's a little that's okay yeah, like, they're not okay it's a little they're they're always like you know we're in therapy and like that's great mm-hmm. but it's getting kind of to the point where it's like okay you know what i think it is, it. It's, like it's overexposure because dax does that podcast where I'm sure you know, I don't, I listen to it every once in a while when there's like a really good guest. And I know it's a very successful podcast. Yeah. Armchair expert. I'm sure we're competing in our numbers. Um, yeah. <laughs> right up there. But um, they talk a lot on that, obviously. And then she did a spinoff show of his podcast. And then she does a show for Ellen where she like talks about being a mom. And that's where all that, like, they don't bathe their kids 
BS came from. So I think that it's just like too much of them where, and like they're on the laundry commercials and then they actually do do things like act. So it's like, we see so much of them, but then they're hiding their kids. So it's like either give us the reality show and give us everything, be true Tori, Tori spelling, or uh, don't like be, have some, have some mystery. And then we'll still like you because there's something we're like looking for. We know everything about them. And I right. just like save it. I think Mila Kunis and Ashton actually do like a good job at like the kind of tearing that line a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to hear that you don't wash your kids. That's something I don't need to hear. But I also enjoy that they kind of like have, like they kind of tuck themselves away a little bit. Like they're not in our face as much with their issues. An interview with one of them and like a little nugget about their relationship. It feels fresh and it's like, we can celebrate Mm -hmm. that. Okay. One thing I have to discuss is there was some talk on Twitter this weekend of being like, oh my God, 2007 is getting like, the the girls are getting their due, whatever, whatever, because Paris got married, Britney got free. And Lindsay got a movie. On like Netflix or something. And I'm like, are we really comparing Lindsay Lohan getting a low budget Christmas film to Britney being out of a 13 year conservatorship in Paris? getting married i know and the thing was Lindsay's acting again it's like did you not watch Lohan's like, Beach Club? She? she's been doing some version of something for quite some time now and Lindsay is someone that i i okay i think she was treated relatively unfairly mm-hmm. but i don't think she was treated as unfairly as like britney was i agree Lindsay also was like getting DUIs and like and the Georgia rule set and like her before loaded sets like were like imploding because she was late. Like she was more doing things that were like affecting other people. Whereas Brittany right. felt like was just being controlled and spiraling. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, they were different. And I just made me laugh also because the photos from the movie set, like her lead is Court Overstreet and like sorry to this man, but like you're in a movie with like a gleelum and we're supposed to pretend like this is going to save your career. Yeah, it's not like she's in Spencer. No, which can't wait to see that. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, in a Oscar-winning well, nominated One film. of the last things she tried to do, remember when she tried to be, what's her name, in Liz and Dick on Lifetime? Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. I'm talking about, yeah, I just remember that wig. Lindsay Lohan in that wig. So last time she did a, she did a <laughs> biopic was tough. So I'm glad we're not doing that. But I'm a little, I'm slightly concerned. Yeah. If you I'm a big Christmas movie person. I've seen every... Hallmark. Are you? Oh, I watch watch them all. Okay. And Netflix does have a good budget, but those Vanessa Hutchins movies are, they're, they're wild. And I have a feeling it's going. Is that the Christmas Prince? No, she's Lindsay Lowe. No, that's a different franchise. It's also Netflix though. Oh, so sorry. Princess Switch one, two, and three. Oh, Switch. Yes. Where she plays three different characters. And she also has this movie called The Night Before Christmas, where a like night comes alive. And like Sloan from Entourage is in it. It's, it's like a wild journey and they're all like insane. And so I assume the script will be similar. So I'm, you know, I think people are, are loving to jump on that bandwagon of that picture of the three of them and be like, oh, it's 27, like 2007, like they're back, whatever. And they are in some degree, but I totally agree with you that this Lindsay being included in this like newfound success narrative is kind of hilarious. I was like, it's kind of funny. And also Paris notoriously like hates Lindsay. <laughs> Right. And loves Britney. Loves Britney. Hates Lindsay. Like, is like, she's a nightmare. I'm kind of sad Britney wasn't at the wedding. She was kind of busy. She kind of had something really big happen. That I know. Day. She had to prepare. 
that's true. I guess the court, the wedding was the 11th and like the hearing was the 12th. I mean, whatever. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. But I would have loved to see her there. Yeah, I'm sure she was like, invited. imagine. I mean, I'm excited for Britney's wedding. Britney's okay. So I recently went down a YouTube spiral and ended up watching Chaotic again. Britney and Kevin Federline's oh television UPN series. It's it's on YouTube and it's worth a revisit if you haven't in a long time. Oh my god! Because okay. it had just been on November seventh. It was fifteen years since Kevin Feder since Britney filed for divorce from Kevin Federline, and I had to do this like look back story for usmagazine.com. And I wanted to get quotes because I couldn't like, it's really hard to find stuff on the internet when like Britney's obviously trending so much right now to find to, you know, you add 2005 to the Google search and it still doesn't always give you what you want. So it's I a lot. Says, as a journalist does, and I watched their wedding again on YouTube to get quotes from them for this, for the story. And the dress that Britney wore to that wedding is just so upsetting. And she had the dark hair and then they had the juicy suits. And then she had like the almost like stripper version of the dress for the after party and it's just the whole wedding is sad and in her house and unfortunate and trashy so I cannot wait for her redo because now you know even that gown she was wearing the other day on Instagram where she's like it's not my wedding dress but I'm having like a big designer like it gives me hope that we're gonna get like a fairy tale Britney dress and that's what I want okay I hear you okay I see you you're listening but I don't think we're gonna get you don't you think we're going to get chaotic again? Britney, that, yes. Britney is Britney. She's still Louisiana girl. She, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not we gotta saying her hair at, extensions are going to be fixed, but maybe they. Right. Maybe we'll get a better yeah, dress. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. That's what you're saying? We'll okay. last night's I don't think we're going to be. Maybe we'll have a pretty dress. I don't think we're going to be getting like a Paris moment. No. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're definitely not. Paris's dress is everything. Going to be doing that. Everything. everything. And she had like yeah. four. She had like four dresses. What did you think of I was her like, then? Because okay. like, it was so glamour. So, you know, all the photos had to be approved. Mm-hmm. It was just like so rich. But then like the carnival mm-hmm. was very much like, I mean, I thought it was amazing in a way, her way to play, play into it, but like felt like almost very silly after this like high glam event where it's like, oh, it's like that, that saying of like, you were always the same age as how you got famous. Like that was mm-hmm. not like really young Paris in that pink situation. <laughs> yeah. That to me, so there's, and I say this about Kim Kardashian. Actually, I say this about all the Kardashians. I'm not including the Jenners because they're like a different tier in my opinion. Right. But with the Kardashians and Paris and like Nicole and like that whole like group of people yeah. that like went to high school together or they knew each other like growing up. I personally think that they all really crave like this very like traditional family life. Mm-hmm. And like Paris kind of talks about that on her show, Paris and Love, like where she's like, you know, I want to get married. I want to do it in the the quote, right order. Like I want to get married. Then I want to have kids. Like it's this whole thing. And I think Kim is like that too, right? where they had a very traditional upbringing. I mean, even though their dad was the lawyer of like OJ Simpson. Right. Same. <laughs> I know. Same. Uncle OJ. <laughs> Uncle OJ. Uh, yeah. So, but they still had that like very like traditional family life, like where, you know, Chris had parties and like, you know, they had friends over and it was like, they did Christmas cards. Like, I think that they all like really crave that okay. because they all eventually start like going down that path a little bit. Very Justin Bieber you know, and Haley Bieber getting married at like 23. Oh my God. That's Haley needs to get out of that. I, Haley's got to get out of that. I mean, all these quotes, that keep, she keeps doing all these podcasts. I don't know if she's trying to break into the podcast oh market, God. add her to the list. 
But she keeps doing these podcast interviews that like are talking about like their dark time before they got married. And I'm just more confused than ever why she agreed to do it. I'm like, babe, you don't have to do this. No. Like you can get out. I know. Like you're your own celebrity. Totally. And I have a theory that Kendall hates Justin. (gasps) Really? Yeah. The same way like Taylor Swift hated Justin when Selena dated him? Yeah. I think Kendall, because she's a Scorpio, I think she's like, I'll accept him because like you love him, but he fucking sucks. I can see. I feel like they're not with him that much. No. And Haley never gives me the vibe that she's like very happy with him. Like I never have seen her smile. Her job is being Mrs. Bieber. Like, and that's a job because he has a lot of like, did you watch his YouTube show? I, I, I didn't watch the new one. I watched like the last round when they were getting married and I found it not stimulating enough to watch the new one. But I went to, I, I will say okay. I was in Vegas that weekend. I was like impressed for this like Justin Bieber event. And I saw him perform at a nightclub in Vegas. And it was, I felt like a teenage girl. Like I like got Bieber fever for the like hour it was there. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know this you was were, in me. You were getting yeah, like peaches. I was like, hell yeah. It, it was like you, it was it it was deep inside you the whole time, yeah. and then it, it came, came out. out at excess yeah. club, and you know that's that was a choice. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a Red Bull vodka involved, oh. but it certainly came out. <laughs> well, there's just like a part of me that's like I don't know. It just feels. I mean, she. I find her to be truly one of the most beautiful people on planet yeah, Earth. She is. Like, I think she's so stunning, and I think she's a good person. I think she's like really normal. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, to some degree, she grew up like famous ish. I think she it's going to be one of those things that in like mm-hmm. a, 10 years, whatever, however long they're together, like we're going to find stuff out like that book. If she goes that like any more book, I always go back to celebrity books. But like, I would love to know the real story. You love a celebrity book. What's your favorite celebrity memoir that you've read? Open book by Jessica Simpson. Because she got real. She, it was everything. I remember reading it and I would like pause every, it was like, I was up all night. Cause I like had a, I got the book like three days before it came out. Cause it was like a very mm-hmm. top secret one and it was hard to get. And so I was up like that whole weekend reading it. And I just kept pausing it to go watch the performance she was referring to, or like read the headline she was talking about, or like see Nick Lachey, like watch Nick Lachey, Justin's in interviews. Like it was everything that or Demi Moore are the two best ones If people, I would lean remedy when people ask me like celebrity memoirs to read. Those are the three that genuinely yeah. like they like don't hold back at all versus most people like do like a sugar-coated version yeah I have to ask you so like you work in like such a like you have the coolest like you have such a cool job oh thanks you talk to celebrities all the time do your friends think your job is like so cool like are they as into pop culture as you because like my friends like don't watch bravo and they Um, literally are like what is that why you started the instagram to try to find bravo friends yeah, I was like, I need to have like other friends that like can like talk to me about stuff. Um, like my friend texted me the other day and she was like, I just started watching Summer House and I actually like it. I'm like, welcome to the trash. Yeah. Man. Wow. That's one to get on board with. Um, No, yeah, definitely. It's kind of I, my friends have treated me like I Google for a really long time, like even before this was my actual oh, wow. job, because I've always been the same way as you like watched everything and loved mm-hmm. everything. And I still get texts from people like, something like who is Jake Hall dating right now or who like who did Paris Hilton marry like and I'm like this like go- like literally type that same thing you just texted me into the Google search bar and read the story yeah. that I wrote for you or that that I edited for you or whatever 
Give me a click at yeah. usmagazine.com. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. And then obviously like there are certain things I'll find out or like when I get a book, like I just read Hannah Brown's book and I immediately started texting one of my, like my bachelor, my friends who watched The Bachelor and I just like told them everything even though I was supposed to. So like, I definitely like having that too. But then other times I'm like, yeah, google.com will, will give you this information. I promise. Like I, there are things that I know that mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever you find out, but like there are other things that are just common, like just facts, like facts are available everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're ready. Yeah. They're at the ready. Wherever you, wherever you look, yeah. wherever you but turn. But I definitely think my new narrative these days has been like, I read this book or I listen to this podcast so you don't have to. And that's, I do these like big revelation yeah. galleries. And that's, I mean, the amount of clicks and stuff they get is insane. And I, yeah, it's interesting. Oh my God. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Superstar. <laughs> it Superstar. me. I think it's the content um, of no one wants to buy this book and read it. And I will do that work for you. Because <laughs> you really do. Like, I feel like you texted me recently and you were like, I was up till 2 a.m. reading mm-hmm. this book. So this was really fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Taylor or anything? <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about Taylor. So Taylor Swift obviously put out Red, the Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Like, well, I have to know, like, where are you on the Taylor Swift like spectrum? spectrum? Mm-hmm. I'm not a Swifty. Okay. But I like her a lot. Okay. I've gone through every phase. Like I was uh, obsessed back in the day, like when this album came out the first fearless. time. Yes. Fearless. The, even like our song, Taylor. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yes. Big fan. And I also loved 1989. I thought that was just like bop Ugh. after bop. Then, Such, it's like no skips. No skips. That album, is, I can't wait for that re-recording because her voice is like so much better now. Mm-hmm. So I loved that album. But then like, I totally fell for the like, oh, she's annoying. I hate the girl squad. And I still cringe sometimes no. when she speaks. Like, it's just like, I don't think I that... could ever be friends with her. But, okay. and reputation upset me for many reasons. And I, the Kim of it all. But then when like folklore came out and we were like trapped inside a house, like I was like, oh, I've been wrong and I love her again. And I went back. So this has been nice for me to like rediscover myself as a Taylor Swift fan through the new music. But I still, every, I don't like watching her interviews. Like I do it. And every time I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you and I had the exact same journey. I was like a very big Swift person during Tim McGraw, our song Fearless. I wasn't that into Speak Now. I did like a couple of the songs. It's kind of like forgotten for me. Like I'm like, I forget that that was even like an album. And then Red was like, okay. And then I got like, obviously 1989 was like incredible. Like I think it's like one of the best. Pop star Taylor, like at her best. Pop like she came in hot with that loved it but like you said when the kim and kanye stuff happened i was like fully so was i i was not leaving snake emojis on taylor's instagram like everybody else was like real life but yes i was on that camp (laughs) like yeah and i was just because i really hated the girl squad thing like i really 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 hated it so much it was so so fucking fake and it was like it's supposed to be like relatable i'm like but you all are six feet tall and 92 yeah. pounds like your models like and but then she had like the token like normal friend it seemed like, like would be like lena dunham <laughs> right and i was like this feels weird and yeah. then like the stage like tom hiddleston r- oh, romance yeah. like i hated it me too okay i hated it yeah then reputation came out and i was like i hate this album i hate like it. i hate it 
I can't. Li- I don't like any of the songs on it. I feel like Delicate is like fine. But- and then Me came out as the single off of Lover, and I was like, "What are we doing here? What are we doing?" But then Folklore changed everything again. Oh, so it's, it's a phase. Folklore. Folklore is like that bitch. Oh, uh, Betty is like, that bitch. <laughs> the one. Oh my makes God. me ball my fucking eyes out because it's so like me and this relationship I had like it to a T. Oh damn! And yeah, I mean, like I literally listened to that song so many times. It was my number one most listened to song of twenty twenty. Uh, oh my far. Mine was Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh my! Which is so Sarah. I know. Sarah. I watched that video for work because Megan Fox was in it. And then I listened to that song nonstop for like five months. Oh, I mean, it's a good song. But like, how edgy of you? <laughs> I mean, I have layers. Rock and roll. I mean, right? But I just want to talk about Jake Hall really quick before we go. Oh my God. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm loving the, I mean, again, like, don't be insane and like write crazy things on Jake Hall's Instagram. Like, people, people need to need chill lives, the fuck out. Like, relax. And with John Mayer, oh, like, relax. I know, but everyone. I cannot wait for, like, you say Speak Now is, like, forgettable, but, like, the Dear John re-release is going to be everything. Because it does circle back to the way we were talking about how, like, media is now in 2021. And Taylor Swift really was ripped apart for, like, writing about her exes. She was celebrated and then ripped apart for it. But, like, that's always been what happened. And I don't really know why we, like, got so mad at her for that. And now it's kind of fun to get to be, like, no. Fuck Jake Hall, Like, Team Taylor. At the time, yeah. I feel like we were like, oh, she's that crazy girl. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, and the new songs, like, there was a line about, like, his organic shoes and his million-dollar couch. And I'm like, drag him. Drag, drag him. him. Put that, make, make the guy yes. from Teen Wolf be him in a short film and make him wear the same beanie and puffer jacket. Do that. And she did. Her mind. Yeah. Like, her mind is unreal. Like the way that she can piece, like she pieces everything together. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's crazy. But so Jake Gyllenhaal, what are you, I mean, I would still, I still love Oh, him. totally. He's gorgeous. Like if we're being no, honest. 100%. If we're being real with ourselves. I have two things to say. One, you have to point out, I mean, that her, the, the trends of this weekend, it's just been so crazy to see because also like on our, mm-hmm. I can only see numbers for like our site, for example, like for com. but like the timeline about them that was written a long time ago that was like refreshed for this album coming out has been at the top for days. So like the Google is insane of people looking this up because they only dated for like three mm-hmm. months, which is hilarious. Right. On all the lines about how like him being young and stuff, like his girlfriend now is 16 years younger than him. He's like in his 40s, she's 25. Taylor was, he was in his 30s, she was 21. So I know there's a difference. Like they had nine years and I know like being 30 and 21 are very different versus maybe, but like 40 yeah. and 25 are pretty different too. So like, it's I, it's just like the perfect revenge for her that he's also with like a younger girl. It's yeah. great. Yeah, because she says that in yeah. the song in the 10 minute version of All Too Well, obviously. obviously. She was like, you know, you, you got older, but your lovers remained the same age. Yeah. How do you feel about the 10-minute version of All Too Well? Because I love it. I think it's iconic. But I do have a slight conspiracy theory that I don't know if it was written at the time. Because, like... She 100% right. did not write Fuck the Patriarchy When she was writing Say, Say, Say. Like, she was... <laughs> like, that was not the same no, girl. The girl was not no. saying Fuck the Patriarchy. But I think parts yeah. of it were... I'm going to just give her that. I think parts of it were. But I think there was some stuff that she probably, like 
remembered like when she like, was did he really revisiting have it that she threw in there. And who was the actress? If he did, he was if he did, mm-hmm. he was kind of ahead of his and time. And like, what is this one think? Like, there's like, <laughs> this is giving me more questions than answers. But I, I love that we're talking about things that happened a decade yeah. ago. That's my favorite. I love, like, that's why in documentaries come out about things that happened a long time ago or a book comes out about things that happened a long time ago. I think that's the most fun to revisit because in the moment, we don't know how good we have it. A hundred percent. And like, there's also this, I would die if he posted an Instagram picture of him else. like wearing the scarf. Like the, I, if and just magazine was smart, like, I would like live. The sexiest man alive and insisted he did that. I mean, no disrespect mm-hmm. to Paul Rudd, but like, imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine. I would have died. I would have died too. And Maggie Gyllenhaal like pretending she doesn't know what the reference means. Like, get out of here. I know. Did that? You see that clip from Watch What Happens Live from like yeah. forever ago? Andy was mm-hmm. like, she's like, people ask me about this, and like, you know exactly what they're talking about, Maggie. What do you mean? Crack a book, Maggie. Like, re- like <laughs> go on the internet. <laughs> and you'll find out like yeah. the house the scarf is at your house google your brother <laughs> Ugh, literally just talk to him i don't know text him literally uh, facetime your brother i want him to respond so bad but i don't think he will and i don't, I, I feel like we might john mayer we might have hoped for actually giving a response oh, john mayer will give us a response i think so too a thousand percent or andy cohen will get it out of him a hunt totally like on watch it happens live mm-hmm. he'll be like so dear john Dear John. Love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. I really love chatting with you. Tell everyone where they can find you. I am at Sarah Heron on Instagram. Um, If you are watching this very snoozy season of The Bachelorette, which I made Sam tune into last week on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast, go check it out. Um, Again, not my favorite season of the show, but we've got some fun Mm -hmm. interviews coming up. I mentioned Hannah Brown's book is coming. I talked to her for a while. We have to save that for closer to the book, but there are some bombs dropped if you're a Bachelor Nation viewer that you will be very um, intrigued by. And this book is all I can say. Might have to do with the pilot. And so I have a good interview with her coming up and you can just listen to here for the right reasons and follow me and read usmagazine.com, of course, for all your gossip needs. Usmagazine.com. Backslash S. Heron. <laughs> Go to read my page. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and don't forget, you can use code HOTM at thedip.com to get 20% off. And then of course, check out all the other dip podcasts. There's TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, which is done by Allison Pivovarsky, friend of the podcast and executive editor of The Dip. She's so funny. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. 
This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.